Alright Sean, let's, let's go ahead and tie up our capes. I got that aerodynamics with our capes. <laughs> what do you say about calls? That was a close call. Glad we figured it out though. We're gonna be talking about capes, cows, and close calls. Capes, cows, and close calls. Yeah, that's the only one we got. That's it. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Capes, Cows, and Close Calls. My name is Nick. With me always is my co-host, our local DC expert, Sean King. What's up, everybody? You know, I think I'm getting a lot better at that. You know what? I, I feel it. I'm starting to feel the, the groove of it. You know what I mean? Like the rhythm. It's starting to... I, I can tell. You got this like big smile on your face while you're doing it too. <laughs> well, you got to sound enthusiastic. I'm always excited when we do these things, you know? <laughs> We've, we've, we've said this before. Look, if, if we weren't recording this, we'd still be having these conversations regardless. So it's just kind of like, you know, I was excited when we had the conversations without the microphone in front of our face. Why would I not be excited now? It's true. That's very true. Rajan, I know you, I know you love you some DC, right? Right. And I know you love you some Batman, some Superman, some Flash, some Wonder Woman, I know you kind of like Cyborg, <laughs> Aquaman's okay in your books, but but how do you feel about them all being together on one screen, the biggest screen of all, the movie screen at one time? I'm excited for it. I'm a little oh, nervous. I'm beyond excited. But I'm excited. Yeah. 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 Cautiously optimistic is what I is what I like yeah, to say. That's it's probably a, a good way of saying it. Yeah, for sure. All right, so if 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 it hasn't been made very clear yet, we are going to be talking about Justice League in this episode. So the movie's not out yet, which is it's fine. But we figured we talks, you know, talk some about the Justice League comic books, talk about some TV shows cuz arguably DC has more animation than Marvel does. Actually, it's not arguably. They for a fact has more have more animation than Marvel, and definitely more popular animation than than Marvel. So we figured we'd talk about some some uh, Justice League comic books, some TV shows, all that good stuff, just in anticipation for the first ever live action Justice League movie. The sound of that makes me so excited. <laughs> it sounded pretty. But epic. thinking <laughs> back, yeah, dude, thinking back on how not so great the other movies have been and how this could potentially be you know two hours worth of shit I feel like we, can't, like we can't think that way ah. no no we got to be optimistic think about if you hadn't seen those movies first that's tough man and then i mean don't get me wrong and then try to get Wonder in the head Woman. of like your younger self like kid self being like oh my god there's gonna be a justice league movie look well that's why we're doing this this episode that's exactly why so we can try to we can relive the good times of Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman and the gang, <laughs> um, and you know hopefully get us more excited. Maybe get some other people more excited for the movie, right? Yeah. Cool. So we're gonna talk some comics first, and with you being so look, I know I kind of dropped the ball <laughs> on the Thor episode. You know I didn't drop the ball. I was still dribbling. We're good. No, you definitely fumbled. I did all right. Whatever, man. <laughs> anyway, 
Um, but hey, you know what? This is all about you, man. This is this is your this is your domain. You know DC better than I do. So you're gonna take charge on this one. And we're gonna be talking about some Justice League comic books. Alright. So to start off, I figure we'll talk about the new fifty two uh Justice League issue one, which is Origins. Yeah. So we chose the new fifty two because we felt like Based off of the tone and kind of where the DC universe has been going, it seems like they're kind of more so going for a new 52 kind of vibe that kind of, you know, depressing and everybody's a prick kind of vibe versus like the brighter, funner days of the earlier Justice League comic books. Plus, new 52 is arguably more uh, accessible to a you know non-comic book reading audience like if you wanted to pick up a justice league comic book uh new 52 is probably a little bit easier to get your hands on or the newer run of justice league which which you're doing right now but new 52 is out there it's been out for a while you could read like a whole series of it but all right continue so we're gonna be talking the justice league new 52 justice league oh yeah so as far as the comic books go there's two that I think I wanted to talk about. Uh, one of them just briefly, and then one of them a little bit more in detail. But there's, uh, both of them going to be the New 52. There's um, Justice League Volume 1 Origins. And this comic book, um, from what I've heard, is supposed to be the closest one related to the actual movie. Uh, after reading it, it can't be that close because they're missing several characters. Um, but I think the same basic idea of this comic book was kind of the inspiration for what the Justice League movie is going to be about. So we'll just briefly yeah. dig into it a little bit. The New 52 is the first Justice League team to have Cyborg on it, though, right? Because I don't think the previous Justice League teams before that ever had Cyborg as like a full-time member. Yeah, I believe you're correct. I think Cyborg always was more of a Teen Titans character. Yeah, and then they introduced him into the team on this one. So in that sense, it's the same, but they are missing Green Lantern, which we're supposed to be getting at some point, but I guess we'll we'll have to wait and find out. Yeah. So For sure. the comic book, um, they got, you know, your main three. They got Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman. Um, the comic book had, like the movie. The Holy Trinity. Yeah, like the movie has Aquaman. Uh, has Flash, as you mentioned, Cyborg, and it does have Green Lantern in this. So obviously we know the team's going to be different uh, in the movie. Um, for one, they're kind of keeping it secretive, like is Superman going to be in it or not? I mean, which we... I, I think we all pretty much know he's going to yeah. be in it. You know what I mean? And like the last... Did you see... You saw the last trailer, right? Where like it starts off with Superman, like standing in the field or whatever? Yeah, the whole uh, you- scene with Lois Lane, right? Yeah, but it's supposed to be like a flashback, like Lois is dreaming, and it's just kind of like, all right, way to, way to play as DC. Like, we don't know he's going to be in this movie already. But yeah, I think it's, I don't think it's much of a, much of a spoiler or anything to know, like, Superman's going to appear in this movie, you know? It's actually, it's interesting, um, because you see a lot of, like, ads and stuff for it, and they're, all, they're doing a lot of hint to it. So for what I'm going to say this right now, if he's not in the movie, I'm going to be super disappointed. Oh, I agree. I wouldn't even be necessarily disappointed from the fact that, like, I, like, I mean, Superman has been fine so far. He hasn't, to me, he hasn't, like, really stood out as a character or done anything as a character to make me kind of, like, you know, really want to see him again. I would be more so disappointed just from the fact that it's like, 
why did they lead us on to believe that he was coming back and he didn't? Like, like you guys have been stringing us along for months, making us believe like Superman's going to be in this movie. He's in all the promotional material. Like, we haven't seen him in a trailer yet, but he's been on plenty of posters and all this other stuff. And it's like, clearly he's going to be in this movie. So it's like, why would you guys play us yeah, like that? Like, why? They have all the talks about the black suit and... Um, the mullet and yeah. all that stuff. I saw this one ad, and I don't remember who it was done by, but I thought it was kind of interesting as they brought it back, as, as they, they were advertising, is Superman going to come back um, good or evil? And like the idea behind it is like, what if he was like somehow brainwashed, which happened in the, the cartoon, um, by Darkseid to be a general, and he's coming back to like take over yeah. Which would be insane to see them do in the movie. Batman's actually been brainwashed. I'm not, not Batman. Superman has actually been brainwashed like a number of times in the comic book. Yeah. Everybody's always trying to brainwash him. You'd think that like his mind would be as strong as his body, but guess not. Nope. <laughs> Although I guess they do normally need some type of kryptonite in order to affect his mind. Right? Yeah, I mean. Am I wrong about that? I don't think that was always the case, right? Like, if, if you remember, I know you watched the Justice League cartoon, and I know you were saying comic books, but I, I think this is a good example. Is in the Superman cartoon, he got brainwashed without any kryptonite by Darkseid. Oh, well. Well, maybe not. And then later on in um, Batman Beyond, he got, like, taken over by that plant thing. I don't know if you remember that I do that remember episode. that, yeah. So, yeah, there's, I mean, there's other methods of things that, like, yeah, fair enough. you know. And uh, Young Justice, too. He was um, taken over by those, like, chip things. You're right. He was. God, come on. Get yeah, your mind together, Superman. Jeez. <laughs> so, yeah, a number of times, a number of different methods. All right, fair enough. Um, but, yeah, so the origin story. So, basically, the idea behind this is aliens are invading Earth to take it over. And the comic book kind of starts out with you don't know who's behind it, but you see all these parademons which are um, the soldiers of apocalypse and they have these mother boxes that they're setting up all over the planet. So it starts with Batman stopping one with the assistance of Green Lantern. Um, it's kind of a cool scene because it's the first introduction of Green Lantern and Batman and you get Green Lantern there being like, I didn't think you were real. Like, yeah. No, it's a, it's a great <laughs> back and forth between them and like Green Lantern's, you know, kind of asking them goofy questions like, wait, can but can you fly? And Batman's like, yeah, in a plane. And he's like, wait, are you like, are you actually a vampire or, or what, what are you? Are you just a, are you just a man in a bat suit? And like Batman just kind of smiles at him like, yeah, yeah, that's what, I, that's what he is. Just a crazy guy, crazy guy in a bat suit with a lot of money. <laughs> um, they end up sharing a really good moment later on, but continue. Yeah. So what's cool is, you know, they take down the, the parademon, the parademon, um, has like a a fail safe to make himself explode and take out the people by him. So he does that and Greenland prints up like a shield to protect him and Batman. And they get this mother box afterwards and they scan it and you know Greenland's ring doesn't know what it is and what it's from. Um, but they're able to trace it to another one and it leads to another cool scene. So it leads them to Metropolis where they meet Superman. And what's cool about this scene is Greenland's all cocky like <laughs> he's like watch this Superman you're about to see Green Lantern go kick Superman's ass yeah. and you know he uh, just gets like t- 
destroyed by Superman without him even like trying. And what's funny is there's a scene where uh, he like wraps him in chains, like Green Lantern made chains, and like Superman looks down at it and laughs, like you think chains are gonna hold me, and like rips it apart. And it's a really cool fighting scene. And actually, one of my favorite parts of it is uh, he puts himself in a bubble with Batman and like Superman just smacking them around the city. And Batman saying, like, this is never going to work. We have to talk to him. He's too strong. He's too fast. And Greenland's there. He's like, I know somebody faster. <laughs> he's there nice. while, like, in the ring, calling uh, Barry Allen Flash. Like, hey, buddy. <laughs> I'm in kind <laughs> of a situation. <laughs> nice. And uh, it's a cool scene because you see Flash come and just, like, punch Superman. And he came at such a speed that I actually launched Superman, like, across like into a building <laughs> and superman was like the hell just happened yeah like what just hit me yeah um and you get to see kind of a cool fighting scene between you know the three of them versus superman it was and then it obviously gets interrupted by parademons come again and then you uh throughout the comic book you get to see um them all kind of band together now it's cool about this comic book is you also get to see the origin of cyborg which we're not going to see in the movie because we know from superman v uh batman v superman yeah we kind of saw like a brief i mean i mean we kind of saw all of like an introduction to all of the characters in that movie which i didn't particularly like in the movie i mean we've talked about that before but yeah, I mean, we we kind of saw like a brief origin of, of Cyborg. It, it was kind of spot on. I mean, it was his dad hit the mother boxes and stuff like that. Uh, but, you know, what what was it like in the comic book, though? It was pretty much almost exactly like that. What happened was the mother box things were exploding. So one exploded by uh, Victor, who was Cyborg, while he was visiting his dad in the lab um, and just like, kind of like destroyed most of his body. And at this point, um, Cyborg's dad had been studying the technology, and he thought he had a good handle on it, and he realized this was the only way to save his life was to fuse him with, like, that technology. And that's, like, what created Cyborg. So it was basically done to save his life. Right. Part man, part machine. Um, yeah. And so he's able to connect to the mother boxes, which is what boom tubes him or, you know, takes him through the portal. Um, to the team, and then he kind of joins up with them that way. Right. Um, and Aquaman's kind of introduced, and Wonder Woman for the point, from that point in the same way, is pair demons were, like, attacking the ocean for Aquaman. He started killing them, and he, like, followed them to the main battle where everybody else was. And the same thing with Wonder Woman. He was, she was in Washington, D.C. Um, pair demons attacked, went and fought them, led them to the rest of the team. So they all kind of joined together to fight this. Um, what's cool, and they do it in the, the Justice League War movie too, and I always like this scene, is the scene where Wonder Woman's talking to like the little girl and she's eating ice cream. Do you remember this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Wonder Woman's all like... Taste it. Yeah. yeah, she like tastes it for the first time and she's like, this is great. Like You should be proud of this invention. Yeah. <laughs> and the dude's like, what? Yeah. It's ice cream. What are you talking about? Yeah. So anyways, the story goes, um, after finding all the parademons and, you know, kind of taking them out, parademons are like kidnapping humans, and then Darkseid actually shows up. 
Um, he opens up with his Omega Beams, which for the listeners that don't know are like the laser beams that come out of his eyes. They're extremely deadly. And he shoots them both at Superman and at Flash. And right. they split off. Another thing about his Omega Beams is that they can track people. Like they, historically, they have never missed except for one person who's been able to dodge them in history, which was Batman. Yeah, that's not 100% true in the comics, though. That's true in the, in a, in the animated, in the animated series, series universe. Because Flash did it right now in this comic book. Yeah, I guess it's true. Yeah, that, I guess that's true. So up until this point, there hadn't been that. At least I don't think so. But then again, who yeah. knows? There's a million comics <laughs> out there. I haven't read every single one of them. At least from what I know, I don't think... If it's happened, it, it hasn't been a lot. All right, But no, his Omega Beans, they, they track the people he aims them at. So they barely miss. Yeah, I mean, he could shoot it from planets away and hit people. Yeah, which is insane. Yeah. So Flash, I mean, phases through other parademons, so it hits them instead. Um, but it hits Superman, and then they kidnap Superman. And what's cool is you get this the scene afterwards where um, Greenland's got another, like, attitude, like, I got this, and he's going at Darkseid, and he basically gets his ass handed to him. Um, Darkseid breaks his arm... And Batman's pretty much talks him into like, you know, be smart, run this as a team. Don't go in and try to prove yourself because you have nothing to prove. Like, we all need to work together. This is like the end of the world and gives him like this whole pep talk, Um, which is funny because at that point, he like literally takes off his mask. He's like, I'm Bruce Wayne. (laughs) Um, He's like, we're just regular guys just trying to, you know, take what we know and like, yeah, didn't he say something like, um, like we're we're alike, you and me, and Greenlander's like, no, we're not alike, and he's like, dude, like we're fighting next to like a a human robot, like a speedster, a super powered alien, and the Amazon woman. Like, if anything, me and you and are the Aquaman. only two. <laughs> yeah, like me and you are the only two normal people here, and that's kind of true because I mean, you take Greenlander's ring off of him, like he's still a normal human being, so it's kind of like. None of the rest of them are normal human beings at this point. Right. So they're the only two, like, the Flash is, I mean, he was a normal human being, but his power's genetic now. So it's kind of like, you know, it's in his biology that he's a speedster. So he's not really a normal human. Green Lantern's still a normal human when he takes his ring off. So what ends up happening is Batman convinces Green Lantern to go, like, rally the team and come up with a plan to take Darwin Dark Side. Meanwhile, he's going to get intentionally kidnapped by one of the parademons to go save Superman. Um, so what's cool Batman. is they actually take him through a boom tooth and take them to Apocalypse. Batman, like, with relative ease, is able to, like, oh, nice. sneak around Apocalypse and find Superman. But meanwhile, Cyborg is able to find a way to open up boom tooths to send all the parademons and Dark Side back. So there's this big epic fight scene uh, Wonder Woman stabs her sword through um, Darkseid's eye. Uh, Aquaman does the trident into the other eye. And then they open up a boom tooth for Superman Batman to come through. And Superman basically gets to pound him and him back. Um, and the story ends with Cyborg was able to self-destruct all the mother boxes, which prevent uh-huh. them from coming back to Earth anytime soon. Um... Yeah, it's a pretty good story. I, I recommend it. 
Um, so pretty pretty similar to the movie then, the anime yeah, movie. Yeah, it's extremely similar. I mean, the only difference with the anime movie is they had Shazam in it and not Aquaman. Um, You're right. They did. I forgot about that. Yeah. But almost everything else is the same. They added some things into the movie. Um, like there's a fight scene between Batman and Superman that's not in the comic book. Um, but overall, I mean, yeah. almost even the dialogue, a lot of it's the same. The same. Yeah, you're right. I, I, I completely forgot that they switched those two out because now that I'm thinking about it, when they did the New 52, that was kind of like their way of like revamping Aquaman and kind of making him um, less of a... I mean, Aquaman was kind of a joke at one point, but there are a lot of people who like really, really like Aquaman as a character, but a lot of other people see him as a joke that don't really know comic books that well. So this was like their way of like really changing Aquaman and making him like a badass. And I remember, if I'm not mistaken, this is the comic where he stabs Darkseid's eye out with his trident, right? Right. Yeah, because I remember, okay, cool. Yeah, so I mean, they definitely kind of nice. did that too, because when they introduced him, um, again, Green Lantern's kind of being kind of like a dick. He's like, what do you, what can you do that's so special? Like we got people here with superhuman strength. We got people here that are super fast. Like. He's like, the fact that you can talk to fish isn't going to really help us at all. And, like, at that moment, like, Parademons <laughs> comes, and he, like, calls sharks to, like, jump out of the water and cut so much of them, you know, bite into so many of them. Meanwhile, while he's, like, slashing, like, six Parademons down by himself. It's, like, a pretty cool thing. So they made him a little bit more of a nice. badass in this comic yeah, book. Yeah, I guess they kind of had to. So just to, just to sway for a second, here's my thing. So what do you think about the live-action Aquaman? Like... Because I'm, out of all the characters, he's one of the ones I'm most unsure about. I just don't know if I like, if I like the way they're portraying him. Like, at least from the trailers. Like, from the trailers, we, we kind of see two sides of him. We kind of see, like, the one side of him that's kind of like, you know, um, he's like this big, kind of like badass guy. And, like, Batman goes to talk to him and, like, asks him, like, so can you talk to fish? And he kind of, like, chokes him up and stuff and lifts him up by his collar. So we kind of see kind of, like, a, a cool Aquaman. But then, like, later on, when he's, like, fighting the parademons and he's, like, surfing on one through a building and kind of, like, flipping his hair and doing the, like, yeah. Like, I, I don't know if I'm, if I'm really feeling that, that version of him. What do you think? I feel like they're almost portraying him. Like when I, when I see him in the previews, he reminds me of Thor, like first movie Thor, where like he's like yeah. into fighting and like, you know, I'm gonna be the king and like. Okay. Yeah. I and I feel like that. that's almost how they're portraying him. Like he just enjoys battle and he's gonna go into it. And I feel like that's a little bit different than he's. I, I feel like he's portrayed differently in the comic books or in like you know animated sense, right? Yeah, because like and, he's more of a tamed guy. He's he he's the leader of Atlantis. That's his first priority. He's a king, right? And he only kind of um, fights like when he needs to protect Atlantis, right? Like he's not looking for a fight because he finds it enjoyable. Right. Do so. There's, I feel like I've heard some rumor somewhere where the Justice League Aquaman is still kind of like more of a, a prince and not maybe the king yet maybe he's he hasn't accepted the throne because in some iterations of aquaman like he doesn't really want to be the king of atlantis he kind of just wants to do his own thing and i mean we kind of see that like he still seems like he spends a lot of time like on the surface world 
like drinking and stuff like that where he doesn't kind of really want to be like near do you think we're going to see more of that kind of aquaman than like i'm yeah and like i'm the king of atlantis aquaman yeah i don't think we're going to see him as king of atlantis yeah maybe in his maybe that's where they're going to go in the um like aquaman, aquaman movie, movie that they're going to yeah. make um but in this version like yeah i mean i can't imagine like the king of you know a whole like race i guess is just like chilling in a bar getting drunk with people right when he's supposed to be watching over an entire civilization yeah okay yeah so i guess maybe if i if i look at it more from that standpoint and like you said you're right now that i think about it it does kind of give more of a like like the prince thor kind of vibe where he's kind of like you know i'm just i'm just in this for the fun really like I know there's some stakes involved, but hey, you know what? I this is just something I enjoy doing anyway. So I'm I'm here just to lend a hand. He does kind of give more more of that vibe, like he's. But he does have the Triton though. Yeah, but I don't know. It's a DC movie. Like mm. they probably don't follow the same rules. Yeah, I guess that's true. You're right. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. Good point. All right. Uh, yeah, I guess if I look at him more in that sense, like he's a younger kind of Aquaman, even though he doesn't look young at all, but he's like a younger kind of Aquaman that hasn't took over as king yet. I, I, that that makes it a little more, I don't know, tolerable. I guess. I don't know. I gotta. I I just gotta see it, man. We've only seen brief moments of it, and so far, I'm not a huge fan. But we'll we'll, we'll see, see. I mean. We'll see. I, I want to get back into the comic book a little bit more, but if you look, if you look at the the characters overall, sure. right? So, I doubted Ben Affleck, and I gotta say, I think he did an amazing job as Batman. Yeah, I, I mean yeah. that's that's probably one of the best takeaways from that movie is he did a he was a good Batman and he was a good Bruce Wayne. I agree. Um, I think. Um, I'm drawing a blank on his name. The actor that plays Superman, Henry Cavill. Yes, I think he does a good job playing Superman. Like he does it well. I, I I watch him play it and I believe it. Like I have no issues with him playing it. That's true. I don't have an issue with him as Superman. I have an issue with the way they've been writing Superman as a character. But that's not really his fault. You know what I mean? Like that's more. Which I've, of, yeah, um, I've heard theories that it's gonna change a little bit. That the Superman that comes back. It's gonna be like it's more, gonna be more of the traditional Superman, like bright and optimistic, and yeah, yeah. Because they're they're painting him up to be that way for this movie. Because you know, in in the trailers we've seen, Batman's talking about like Superman was, um, you know, like uh, the world's hope or the world's inspiration or whatever he says, something along those lines, or beacon of light or some some like that. I can't remember exact the exact words. Um, so it does seem like they're kind of painting them more as like the bright, cheery ray of sunshine, kind of always bringing hope Superman that we're more used to seeing. Yeah. I mean, I think, man, Superman's history in these movies is, it's crazy to me. Um, Why you say that? Because, it, I mean, it starts out with like, he becomes Superman. The first person he fights is General Zod. So another Kryptonian with Superman-like powers. His first big battle destroys Metropolis, and then Superman's big rule about not killing, the first thing he does is kill somebody. Yeah, I guess that's true. 
I guess that's like true. that's something that like blew me away from that movie is like it, it seemed like it should have been not the first thing that happened to him. Yeah, I can see that. Um, and then and then you you go straight into you know Superman v Batman or Batman v Superman whatever it is, and they have this big epic fight between the two of them, and then they kill him. Yeah, like. Batman's like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to straight up stab you in the heart. Like, what the heck is that? Yeah, I mean, exactly. So they go. Oh, you meant they kill yeah, Superman. Yeah, no, they kill bad. Superman. Yeah, that too. That that too. So his sister, I mean, he hasn't even experienced much. He's had one big fight. I, I got, all right. And then he fought Doomsday, which is kind of crazy too. That's so early on in his career. He's fighting Doomsday. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't. I don't know if I would call that monstrosity Doomsday. Yeah, but that's I guess that's what they were going that's for. Like a whole other topic. They, <laughs> yeah, because they they epically failed with that. But yeah, but you're right. They yeah they killed him. Yeah, I mean I guess that's that's one of the things that about this universe in general that I feel like they've really been struggling with is just timing. And I I get it. You know I I get it. They want they're trying to catch up. They're trying to catch up to Marvel. But, you know, with Thor Ragnarok, Marvel is 17 movies deep. 17. Yeah. Like, that is an insane amount, a number of movies to all be tied into one franchise, to all be centered in one universe. So it's like 17 movies deep. Like, that is crazy. I, like, Star Wars doesn't even have that, mo- that many movies. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So like I get I get that DC is trying to catch up, but like rushing it like that is has really backfired on them. Like it's it's not been the way to go. Which is actually so it's probably one of the reasons Wonder Woman was so good is the fact that they didn't seem like the Wonder Woman story was rushed. You know what I mean? Yeah, like and they, they gave it a also good, appropriate they story for her. Yeah, and they also kind of seem like they didn't really care about. Well, I guess it was set in a different time period from the other ones as well, which I think was a really good decision on their part because they were able to just kind of do that movie and not have to worry about whatever else is going on in the universe at that time. You know, like it was set before Batman, before Superman, so they didn't have to worry about all that extra stuff. They was just able to do what they wanted to do. Yeah. Which I was wondering if it's gonna be something that they do in the Justice League movie. Like maybe we'll see them go back a little bit, and you can see some origin stories for like Cyborg and the Flash. And I mean, not Wonder Woman, Batman, or even Aquaman because you don't really know <laughs> he's an Atlantean. That's yeah. that's all you really need to know. But it'd be cool to see that's at least true. Cyborg. Um. But yeah. So I was gonna say. So they've done. Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman well as characters, right? Maybe not Superman's storyline so much, but the actor himself played him well. Um, Cyborg looks legit. I'm not worried about him at all. We've seen the less the the least amount of him in the trailers though, I feel. Like he's very one liney. Like he doesn't say much. It's just kinda like in fact he's I'm pretty sure he's only said a couple things in the trailer. Like he so I'm, out of all the characters, I'm probably most curious to see what his is going to be like. 
because we haven't seen much of him in the trailer. But, no, you know what? DC's doing a good job, I would say, with the promotional material for Justice League. Because it hasn't been that much stuff going on. Like, there's been some things, but nothing like what Marvel normally does, where they release clip after clip after clip after clip. And we're, we're a week away from Justice League now. And we haven't, they haven't released that much. So, kudos to them for that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's something we were talking about a little bit in our last video that I like is they, they're leaving our last, our podcast. last podcast. Thank you. That they leave more to the imagination um, that Marvel does. Cause you could see like a whole huge chunk of the Marvel movie before you actually go and see it where in Justice League, like you don't know what's going to happen. So any like huge reveals or big moments, like they should come off as a as a true surprise. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So we're kind of talking about the characterizations and stuff, and like how we feel about them, uh, which I do kind of want to talk talk more about as. But I also want to kind of. So my for me right. So again, you know I, I grew up watching the Justice League cartoon. It was my favorite cartoon as a kid. It's still one of my favorite cartoons as of right now. Um, I still enjoy watching it. Like, in fact, I probably rewatched the entire series like just a couple months ago. So, I mean, I'm, I, I know a lot of the episodes and everything. So, for me, that has been like a great embodiment of those characters and like that team. And the fact that we're going to see them now live action is like, again, like we said earlier, like that's that's super exciting to think about because I grew up watching them as cartoons. So it's like now we're going to see them as live action. Do you think they're going to take any inspiration from like the cartoon series and kind of tie it into the movies or you think that's just completely out? Um, I think if they did, that'd be incredibly smart. And I don't think they're going to. Yeah, I agree. Because the Justice League, I mean, that whole animated universe did extremely well. Um, and then including the Justice League, I mean, they actually were going to end with Justice League Unlimited Season 1. And Season 1 had done so well that they like got the go-ahead to do a Season 2 for it. Nice. So, I mean, it's done really well. It would be great if they got their inspiration from it, but I can't imagine them even... Like, I can't think of a single thing that they could really take yeah, from it. True. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, the only thing I could really think of is just kind of like... Um, Superman, you know? Like, kind of kind of looking at, at that Superman, because I think that Superman did a really good job of, like teetering that line because you know superman is always that character where it's like you know they call him the boy scout because he he's always doing good he's always fighting to like stand by his morals and what he believes in and like it it takes a lot to like waver or sway him but there's a few episodes in that series where you know he kind of has to cross the line and he realizes it but he still he even when he crosses the line he kind of stands by it as as like you know yeah I crossed the line but in this particular situation it was the right thing to do it was what I had to do like there's you know the one episode where um, they fight like the the a different dimension version of themselves the injust or 
the Justice Lords, rather. Um, and he, he gets the help right. of Lex Luthor, something he would never do, you know, like get the help of like this criminal, like this murderer. He's like, I, I would never go to this guy for help. But, you know, I. In exchange for a full pardon, too. So they set Lex Luthor free in exchange for his help to take down this evil version. Yeah, like of he made League. a deal with a criminal and he's like, you know, he realized like this. It may not have been the right thing to do, but it was the right thing to do in this situation. It was what needed to be done in order to protect the people. And also, I mean, in that same sense, you know, we kind of get a taste of like, there's always like these alternate dimension stories of like, what if Superman, right? And always the biggest one is what if Superman snapped? What if he decided like, you know what? I'm done you know, living for, you know, fighting for truth, justice in the American way. Like, I'm going to make my own justice and I'm going to do things the way I feel like they need to be done because nobody has, nobody could stop them. Nobody has the strength to stop them. Superman could take the, down the entire Justice League single-handedly, you know? So it, it's cool to see those stories. So I think if they, if they were going to take anything away from the cartoon series, it would be kind of like, showing us that Superman, that Superman who's like, like can be this ray of hope, but you know, kind of is always kind of fighting internally. Like, is he doing the right thing? Should he have done something differently? And they kind of, they kind of did that in BVS, you know, Superman talks to his mom, like, should I even be doing this? And she, you know, she tells him like, you don't owe these people anything, but he's like, you know, I know I need to do the right thing. So. Yeah, no, I agree. I know, man. I wish they would, like, you know, take inspiration from the Justice League cartoon characters. I mean, because that's, I mean, I've said it before, that's my favorite version of Batman. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think, I mean, Wonder Woman's awesome in that cartoon, too. Yeah. So, you know, the other thing is, like, so we are getting Barry Allen in the movie, but to me, this Barry Allen seems more Wally West than Barry Allen. Does he seem that way to you? Yeah, I I would agree. Because, you know, Wally West is normally a little younger. You know, he's a little goofier. Like, like, the Flash is comedic, but I feel like Wally West is probably more comedic than than Barry Allen is. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it seems like they're, like, he's, he's clearly the comic relief of the movie, right? That's very, very clear. Because Batman's the straightforward one, he's he's the dark, the gritty one. Cyborg seems like he's the the the, the man of few words. Aquaman seems like he's just gonna be just the 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 Thor of the of the movie. That's the only <laughs> way I can think to put it right now, because I just I'm just not sure. And we don't know what Superman's gonna be like when he comes back. So it's just kind of like the comedic relief is definitely left up to the Flash. So he he does seem to have more of a Wally West vibe to me than than he does Barry Allen. I also think, which is weird to think about, but I also think as far as just like physically, like physical appearance, I feel like he looks more like a Wally West than he does a Barry Allen, like the actor. Like just imagine if they dyed his hair red. Like I feel like he he definitely looked more Wally West. Yeah, yeah he looked more right Wally then, West yeah. than he would Barry Allen because he, he does not look like a Barry Allen to me. Yeah, he's actually, I mean, so I know you were worried about Aquaman. I'm worried about The Flash. 
I know, because I, I know the Flash is your guy. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't want them to make him, you know, so childish and so cheesy, and I feel like that is the route they're gonna go. Yeah. It it does seem that way. It definitely does. And that's the thing too is I think you're gonna as the movies progress, you're gonna see him grow up. I I feel like that's what they're gonna go for. And we already know that they plan to make a Flashpoint movie in the future. And I feel like he's gonna grow. Well, up actually, God. Oh, the so it seems to be that Warner Brothers is actually waiting to see how Justice League does before they 100% green light a Flashpoint movie. Which is probably smart on their end. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Because, I mean, you know, they thought Batman versus Superman was going to, and it should have. Batman versus Super, Superman should have definitely made a billion dollars, but I think it, I think it just fell short. Um, it might have made up some more money, but I remember at the end of the theatrical run it had made close to like 900 million so it had just came shy of like a billion dollars when you know the other the other um superhero versus superhero movie of that year uh captain america civil war made a billion dollars and this was batman versus superman arguably not arguably definitely more recognizable characters than Iron Man and Captain America, at least worldwide, right? right. So that movie should have made a billion dollars, and it didn't. So they were definitely, like, you could tell Warner Brothers was definitely disappointed by that and kind of hurt by it, uh, at least, you know, fine. I mean, not financially, but you could tell it, it just seemed like they, they were kind of unsure about it. But Wonder Woman was, like, the opposite, Right. It just got named like the highest grossing, uh, like superhero. It's already the highest grossing female-led superhero movie so far. Which, I mean, it didn't have much competition, so that's not a big. I mean, it's a big deal, but you know, in comparison to what it was up against, Catwoman and Elektra, like that's kind of yeah. like, oh, well, of course, it, it should have did that. You know what I mean? Like that was kind of like a no-brainer. Um, but it's been named the highest grossing superhero like origin movie. So like it outperformed like the first Iron Man, you know, Ant-Man, like the first Captain America, the first Thor, like all of those movies. That's impressive. Yeah. And Rotten Tomatoes actually named it the number one comic book movie of all time. Wow. Isn't that insane? I mean, I got to say, it was pretty good. No, it definitely was. I mean, my argument for the movie is I I really enjoyed Wonder Woman, but I can't help but think in the back of my mind, just kind of like, is it is it really as good as everybody makes it out to be? Or is it just, like, do we look at it as like, this is a great movie because... What we've had before from DC has been not very good, or this is a great movie because yes, it's a female-led superhero movie and it's. I not gotta complete. say, I, I think Wonder Woman, even if you took it like as a standalone movie, like not a superhero movie, like it's just a standalone movie, I think it still would be a very good movie. Okay, fair enough. 
Yeah, like I said, like this is not me saying that I don't like the movie. I I thoroughly enjoyed Wonder Woman. I liked it a lot. I guess, you know, the movie's definitely not perfect, which most movies aren't. No movie's really perfect. And I do feel like there are a lot of flaws that maybe were ignored because of what I was just talking about. You know what I mean? Like, I think we were just so happy to see, like, a good DC movie that we really kind of pushed the flaws away from it. Because there's a couple things where you're like, you know, the third act of the movie, for me, does kind of fall apart. You know, the the big battle at the end is not that great. There's a lot of, like, kind of CGI smoke and fireworks. And, you know, I didn't really like the, the villain very much, which could be said about a lot of superhero movies. I mean, Marvel's very guilty of having shit villains, too. <laughs> but, I mean, I I didn't like the villain very much. I definitely didn't buy the fact that that old, you know, weaselly-looking guy was was the god of war but yeah you know, uh, anyway. come on it was clearly him i knew no, from the beginning i know it was i knew it was him i just think that they could have picked a better looking person for that role it's uh it's Re- remus lupin from harry potter dude that no he he was old and weasley looking with his weird mustache and i just do like the god of war you expect him to be like this huge like chiseled like just that's what made it great is it it was the guy you didn't expect it to be that was leading people into war gonna be super obvious yeah i I get it i guess but anyway i don't even know i don't even know what the point i was trying to make with this was um this is the one woman oh. movie was great. That's that's the yeah. point you're trying to make. It was, no, it was great and it's, and it's done really well. So yeah, that's what I was talking about. So DC is kind of you know they 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 bounced back after Wonder Woman. That was a, that was a real solid bounce back for them. Now they got Justice League, which by all accounts should be like one of the most anticipated superhero live action movies in the history of forever. Right. Because it's the Justice League, right? This is the Justice League. Three of the most popular superheroes of all time. Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman. Like, this movie should be huge. And it, it, it just, it's not, it doesn't seem as big as it should be. Yeah, no, I agree. There doesn't, to me at least, I don't feel like there's as much hype for it as there should no, be. and it's because but, I mean, of the who knows? Record. Maybe they'll knock this movie out of the park and, you know, all of us were wrong for not hyping Dude, it. Dude, if they do, like, I'll be the first one to applaud them. Like, if this movie kills it, then my life will be complete. Like, that's, you know what I mean? Like, that'll be a huge check <laughs> in, like, the things that need to happen before I die type, like, box like that would be a big box that's checked off like great live action justice league movie like cool check it off um so yeah so they're kind of i yeah they're saying that they're waiting to see how justice league do before they green light a flashpoint movie which does make sense but here's the thing if even if it does do shit they could also use the flashpoint movie to like reset everything and just kind of start over which i think they will to be honest because I think they're going to do Flashpoint, and then I think they're going to get, like, a younger Batman in there. Yeah. I mean, they've said... Because that's the thing, is 
Ben Affleck's old. Yeah, that's true. He is he is getting up there, so he probably doesn't have that many more Batman roles left in him. Um, but you know, they have kind of said that. I believe it was, I think it was Jeff Johns that said it, or maybe somebody else at Warner Brothers that was talking about how from this point moving forward, they're not they're not gonna put a huge emphasis on like making sure all the movies are tied together. They're just going to kind of have like one off stories where it's like, you know, you don't it it doesn't necessarily tie into the larger universe. It's just kind of like its own thing. They're not going to put a huge emphasis on it, which is weird because it's like I'm pretty sure Justice League 2 was kind of already planned. But again, they're probably waiting to see how this one does before they decide to do that. And I think I think definitely once we see the movie and we do our review, we can talk more about like what we think the future of the DC uh, extended universe is going to be. I think, I think that'd be a good, a good thing to follow up our review for sure. Cause I definitely want to see the movie first before we kind of dive into it. Yeah, I agree. So good. Let me ask you this. And then we'll, we'll switch, we'll switch gears a little bit after this, but so justice league was a big like influence for you growing up, right? Like that's one mm-hmm, of the biggest mm-hmm. things that got you into comic books, right? So give me one memorable moment that you really enjoyed from either Justice League or Justice League. Oh, dude, there's so many. There's so many. Give me the top one. Okay, so here's one of my favorites. I don't know if it's necessarily my top one, but it's it's a great moment. The episode where Batman sings. Great. (laughs) Great. I love it. I love that episode, dude. Because that's such a like, ridiculous it, it, episode, it, though. It is, but it still it still nails it. So the episode is that, and I'm gonna sum it up real quick. But basically, the episode is Batman and Diana, or Wonder Woman rather, are out, and they're patrolling the streets trying to solve some crime or whatever. You know, doing Batman stuff, and and Wonder Woman's along for the ride, and. What's the shit? What's the the witch's name? I can't remember her name. Medusa. Ah, uh, no, it wasn't Medusa. It was. No, you're right. I it cannot wasn't remember. Medusa. But I anyway, can't her name either. No. Yeah. So basically, she puts a spell on Wonder Woman that turns her into a pig, and Batman just, like goes just, on this crazy just search. Just say that one more time. All right. I know, right? She turns Wonder Woman into a pig, <sighs> not like a Wonder Pig. Right? So not like a wonder pig. Not like a pig that can fight and all this stuff. Like just a regular pig. Like that doesn't <laughs> realize. Like, the, like it's not Wonder not Woman like that Thor, knows she's a pig. Thor it's frog. just like a pig. No, not like Throg. <laughs> right? Like a just a regular pig. Um, and so Batman goes on the search to kind of to, to, to reverse this spell. So he goes to Zatanna because she's one of the, the more powerful mystics in the DC universe to try to get the spell reversed and all this stuff. And they kind of go like like this mystical journey trying to figure it out. And in the process, Wonder Woman gets lost. Basically, so by the end of it, um, the the witch, I want to say her name was like Xerxes or something like that. I feel like it definitely started with a Z, so you might be right. Yeah, I think it's Xerxes. Xerxes or something along those lines. 
she wanted to be an entertainer. So she's like at this nightclub, like at this nightclub that's like a jazz club. And she's like on stage and she's singing. She has the piano. She has the, the flashy, sparkly dress and all this stuff. And Batman gets there and he's kind of like, okay, wait. They're fighting, whatever, whatever. And he's like, you know what? Magic always seems to come at a cost. So let me ask you, what do I need to do for you to turn her back? And she 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 says something along the lines of, you know, I like I need you to do something. I need you to give up something that when you give it up, you can never get it back. Something like something along those lines. And you, you start to think that, like, she wants to know his secret identity. Right. No. So the screen goes black. Lights cut on. We see Batman on stage in full Batman gear. That's another thing that got me about it. It's not like he's Bruce Wayne in a suit. You know what I mean? Like he's in full-fledged Batman gear. Cape, cow, everything. On stage. And he starts to sing this song, Am I Blue? And it's great. <laughs> and I'm just like, this is this is amazing. And like it is kind of it kind of touches you. You're like, like, geez, like, and the thing about it is, like, you realize, like, you know, Batman is always portrayed as this character who, like, with enough planning, he could beat anybody and he can just kind of do anything, you know? Like, they joke about it and say, like, you know, his tagline is, like, because I'm Batman. Like, why can he do this? Because I'm Batman. And, like, this episode kind of hits that, too. It's like, like, this dude can sing along with everything else he can do. He can also sing. <laughs> and it's like, what the fuck? Like, why is it that Batman can literally do everything? But it's, it, oh, it's great. I feel like that whole episode, great like, moment. takes Adam West, like, as inspiration. Like, how goofy it is. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. It is very goofy. It is a very goofy episode. Um, but, yeah, that, that, that end scene is just like, that's. That's pretty legit. And even Zatanna asks him, like, is there anything, like, you can't do? And then he's like, well, there's one thing I've never really been good at, and it's saying thank you. And I'm like, ah, that's, <laughs> that's fucking great. This, this show, man, it's good stuff. Um, but I guess if, if, we, if we, like, if I give you a more action-packed moment, and I hope to see this in, in the movie at some point, but it's toward the end, uh... I don't remember if it's toward the end of Justice League or Justice League Unlimited, but it's when Superman is fighting Darkseid in the city, and he's just kind of like, look, he's like, man, I'm so much stronger than everybody else, and I always kind of feel like I'm fighting in a cardboard box. Like, I'm, I always have to hold back. In a world gotta, made of cardboard. Yeah, in a world made of cardboard, and he's like, you know. Such an epic scene. I'm always holding back, making sure to never, never let myself go because somebody could get killed. But it's just like, you can take it, can't you, big man? Like, right here is we have a rare opportunity for me to let loose. And he just, like, punches the shit out of Dark Side. I mean, like, the epic, like, slow motion, like, full-blown Superman cocks back, squats, jumps up punches him dead across the jaw and like you see like the the impact like literally creates a small crater and like blows the windows out of all the buildings around them and it's just like holy shit like that that was a good moment i was like that's that so i hope to see something along the lines of that in the movie that would be 
phenomenal to see kind of like Superman let loose like that. I know we kind of got a taste of it with him fighting like Zod and like his generals or I guess soldiers rather. Um, we kind of got a taste of like that Kryptonian versus Kryptonian fight. So we kind of saw something like that. But I feel like he he's, you know, hopefully by the time we see Darkseid, if I guess we see Darkseid, um, he'll be more settled into his powers and kind of know his limitations or maybe not know his limitations because he's never had a chance to test them out. I think that'd be really a really good thing to see, you know? Definitely. Yeah. I was a, sure. That was going to be mine. I'll, I'll be a, I won't get so much in the detail of the episode, but that one, um, the one where Brainiac fuses with Lex Luthor and takes everybody down and Flash runs around the world in like a second, just hitting I, them. I knew you were going to say that. It's another epic, memorable no- moment. And my last one is when uh, Hawkgirl betrayed the justice league and was really like a like a sleeper agent the whole time and um tells her like fiance how to take down the whole justice league it's another absolutely crazy scene definitely you think we'll ever see any of the hawk hawk people in in the live action form hawk man or hawk girl i don't I mean, at least not. Which one would you want to see? Hawk Girl. Yeah, I agree. You, yeah, I'd rather see Hawk Girl too. I know in some iterations they do Hawk Man, but I would definitely rather see Hawk Girl. Yeah. For sure. You know, I don't know how big of a role they play in New Fifty Two, and it definitely feels like, as we were saying earlier, the movies take a New Fifty Two kind of feel. So I don't feel like you'll really see. I mean, there's not any plans right now. There's plans to see like Shazam, but there's not plans to see Hawk Girl. There's plans to see Green Lantern, but not... You know what I mean? Yeah, you're right. That's a good point. All right, cool. Um, um, so, I mean, we talked about the comic. We kind of talked about the cartoon, some, the the two biggest Justice League things. Uh, you want to get into our close call segment now? Anything else? Well, yeah, I wanted to talk a little bit um, about Dark Side, a little bit about Steppenwolf. Um and just oh, kind of yeah, like things, sure. uh, things I expect, right? So um, I talked about um, the Justice League comic book earlier, right? So I think there's going to so, be some inspirations into this movie, right? Like I think the basic idea from that comic book that we'll see in this movie is we're going to see um, a pair of demons infiltrating Earth. With, and we've seen Mother Boxes already in the previews. And then I think those aspects are going to be the same. Like Dark Side's armies coming to take earth over um so let's talk the main villain they chose for the movie is stefan wolf which i think is a very interesting choice to go with for against the justice league in the first movie yeah i agree you think it's a mistake you think they should have went straight to straight to dark side or you think um so well i guess when they were originally doing this they they kind of they mapped it out so that they thought they for sure have a Justice League 2 movie. I guess now the future seems a little more unsure, so it's a little too late in the game to change it. So I I guess that's probably why. But do you think maybe if... Do you think if maybe they saw how rocky it was going to be before they started filming Justice League or before they had wrote it or anything like that, you think they would have went straight to Darkseid or you think they still would have went with Stephen? I think in that case, they probably would have went straight to Darkseid. 
See, this is the thing. So Steppenwolf yeah. doesn't have a huge comic book history. Like, there's not a lot there. Like, he's in a lot of comic books, but he's at the same time, he's not. And a lot of times, he's, like, just briefly mentioned. And there's not, like, huge things about him. And that's something that I think is kind of cool that to choose this character because, you know, DC can go ahead and almost decide from themselves what they want to do with this character and they can go so many different directions. You know what I mean? And you can't really do that with a lot of other characters because there's already so much written and created about them. Yeah, I mean, that's true. That's a good point. I mean, they've already seemed to kind of want to take take liberties and and different uh different approaches with a lot of the already really well established characters so i guess it makes sense for their first villain to take one that's not so well established and then kind of do what they want with them yeah like they could almost do anything to this character and i'm not gonna be like super bothered by it yeah i'm sure most people wouldn't because like you said he doesn't have a huge presence in the comic books and to be honest before before I found out who he was from BVS, like I had never heard of this character before. So yeah, it is one of those guys where it's like he's in the animated even universe. If they, is he? Yeah, I don't ever remember seeing. He's him. in Superman the animated series. Um, he like fights Superman just briefly, and then he's also in Justice League. But you only see him <laughs> when like Darkseid gets back um, from like the dead with the whole Brainiac thing going on. Yeah, and he's like, I think it's then, and then like you just see him trying to like take over a planet, and Steppenwolf's like ship is like getting shot at and destroyed, and um, Darkseid's like, take as many as you can with you, and like it just cuts out. Wow. So he's in it, but he's not like, again, like I said, he's not like super developed. They don't do like a whole lot with him. He's just kind of like around, right? So I think, uh, um. We could talk about him just briefly, like the things we do know, right? Yeah, Stephen Wolf, yeah. So with Stephen Wolf, um, he's part of the New Gods. And he's actually um, Darkseid's uncle. Did you know that? I did know that. I didn't... Uh, so like I said, I had never really heard of him until he was announced as the villain in the movie or I like I read somewhere that that's who he was supposed to be. And that's when I found out who he was. I was like, Oh, okay. Well, I guess that's, that's interesting. I guess. I mean, it almost seems uh, look, if you think about it logically, you would think that the uncle would be the stronger villain of the two. Right. But whatever it's comics. So (laughs) who knows? Anything goes. I mean, so the story goes is Darkseid's parents, which is, and I, I'm not sure if I'm saying these names right. So I'm going to give that, like, fair warning right in the beginning. Yeah, all right. But the mother is Hegra, which I heard, I'm totally saying that wrong. Nah, you nailed it, bro. You nailed it. And young Kane is the father. Spot on. What good pronunciation so, skills you have. They are like the first of like the new gods. And basically, I mean, not getting into it without getting into it is the new gods are the ones that came from the old gods <laughs> who had <laughs> okay. a battle. They had a battle. Shit got destroyed. 
the old gods died, it birthed the new gods, it created apocalypse, and man, what's the other one called? Why am I drawing a blank? There's something I want to say, but I feel like it's wrong. Is it New Genesis? New Genesis, thank you. Okay, all right, so I was right. Um, so it creates those two planets, right? So originally the people, the person in charge of Apocalypse is Young Kang and Darkseid's mo- mother, Helga, whatever her name is. And they get killed off. Oh, sorry. And they have Steppenwolf as their main general. Now, there was like a huge battle before and you, you probably know about this and then they have like the treaty and everything between new genesis and apocalypse but then right. dark side wants to start it up again so basically he sends stefan wolf to go kill um high fathers which is the leader of uh, new genesis um he goes and kills her wife which sends them to retaliate and in that battle the helga dies and then dark side is able to take over as leader so that's just a brief kind of like idea of like who Stefan Wolf is. Um, he actually dies in the battle that that happens, and then Darkseid's so powerful that he's able to resurrect him again. So he resurrects his uncle, keeps him in as as general. So yeah, some of his more notable fights over the years was um, actually against Doomsday, which was actually kind of pretty cool. So. Um, it was 200,000 years before uh, Doomsday came to Earth and killed Superman. Uh, he ran it. Yeah. So that kind of gives you an idea of how, like, they're gods and they don't die from, like, old age. Um, so Darkseid and Stephen Wolf kind of land on this planet looking for weapons and who's there but Doomsday. And they go in this epic fight. And basically Doomsday just kind of freaking destroys them and Stephen Wolf use a teleportation device to get um Darkseid out of there and Darkseid makes him swear that he'll never talk about this again because it's one of the only fights that he ever had to retreat from wow uh, so that's something I thought was kind of cool about him yeah um so like I said there's not a whole lot in comic books where he's done a lot of big things the other big notable thing to mention about him is again a new 52 in the earth 2 series so without getting too complicated into this right but um there's the multiverse so basically the idea is there's you know a whole bunch of different earths and there's slight differences between them all right right so in earth 2 what happens is stefan wolf invades and it's kind of similar to um the storyline i was just talking about earlier um, but instead of Darkseid coming, it's Steppenwolf that comes. And Superman, Wonder Woman, and Batman are already a team. But they go and they fight Steppenwolf and the Parademons, and Steppenwolf actually kills all three of them. Dang, really? Right. So that's something I thought that was a little bit more notable about them, about him, is in this universe, he was actually able to kill Superman, he was able to kill Wonder Woman, and he was able to kill Batman. Now, Batman died... Um, kind of arming this explosion kind of thing that actually took him down. So they still stopped him. Right, okay. But it, it cost their lives. Wow. Um, and that's mm. kind of the most notable part that pertains to this. 
Um, but the comic book overall is really good if you ever want to take a look at it. Because um, they do things differently, like a new team um, comes, and it's Flash, but Flash gets his power from like the Speed God, and it's Green Lantern, but Green Lantern gets his power from like the Earth, and um, they have Hawkgirl in there. She's pretty much the same, but it's like a whole different team and a different kind of spin on it, and it's cool. But the way and this is like an alternate dimension type of yeah, it just it's the Earth Two version, like a Earth, okay, different Earth, yeah, okay. Um, so Stephen Wolf stays actually on that planet, like he gets defeated but doesn't die, but he hides from Darkseid for five years. And then gets killed by Bizarro later on. That's okay. Yeah. But, I mean, that's, that's, that's kind of like the most notable things, right? So, he's he's a new god. Um, he's written as the uncle of Darkseid. I heard a theory that said it's actually going to be the other way around in the movie. That the, that Steppenwolf is going to be Darkseid's nephew, which I kind of like a little bit better. I do like that a little bit better, yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, as far as powers, he's got, you know, superhuman strength. He's got speed, stamina. He's trained as a general, so he's like a good, you know, fighter and everything. Cool. I mean, that's a pretty good rundown of, of, of Stephen Wolf. Because I'm sure um, most people going into this movie will have no idea who yeah, or what. Exactly. So I think overall, I mean, as we were kind of been talking about earlier, I think this is going to lead into if it does well into a new Justice League movie where it's going to be a fight against Darkseid. And I think the whole idea behind this is Darkseid is, you know, tries to take over the galaxy. He's on his quest to find the anti-life equation. Earth is one of the planets he wants to go and takes it over. Um, he sends his general. And I think the idea behind this is it's going to take the whole Justice League to work together to take him down. And that's going to be one of the things that leads to making Darkseid even scarier because he's going to be like, okay, you can, you barely were able to take me down, right? Um, but the guy that's coming after me is going to be you know, way right. more powerful, way stronger than I am. So, yeah. Uh, you want to go into our, uh, our close call? Yeah. Let's, uh, let's, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Close call. <laughs> <laughs> So I mean, for this for this close call, we kind of talked about this before we before we started, but I mean, we don't have like one huge question, just kind of like some more, just kind of like a list of of, of things we kind of want to kind of touch on. Um, so yeah, that's 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 kind of where we at. All right, so so the biggest thing is, so we kind of talked about financials a little bit earlier um, with like BVS and like Wonder Woman and stuff like that. Do you think this movie will will be financially successful? Like, do you think this will make a billion dollars? I do. And it's hard to say, but the, I think the reason that it's going to do so well, I don't think it's necessarily going to do so well in the States, but the fact that Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman are such big characters worldwide, I think that's going to carry it over. Yeah. I agree. Cause, so, you know, Thor, Thor's opening weekend was really, really good. And it's just kind of like, you know, they both come out in the same month. They were originally scheduled to come out on the same day, but they changed that. So, you know, now it, it's it's fun for us to think about, like, which movie would have came out on top. But we did kind of talk about in our last episode, the month of November, and which one do we think is going to come out on top. I mean, Thor already outdid expectations. And again, like, looking at this movie, it should be able to outdo 
outperform Thor financially almost no problem. Like it really should. But I just I just don't know, man. Like I just I just don't know if it will. See, this is the thing about Thor is the fact that it's had such build up towards it. Like there's so many things that happened before it. And there's going to be all these, you know, fans that watched all the other movies that, you know, made them excited for this movie. And I don't feel like we have that for Justice League. Like, there was... Yeah. There was movies before, but the movies before didn't, like, you know, build up to this movie and make you, like, super excited for it. Right. Do you feel like that's going to be one of the downfalls of the movie? The little... Very little build-up, and then a the little build-up that we did have wasn't really the greatest. Yeah, I think that I think that will be a downfall. Yeah, for sure. Because while they're doing a lot of marketing, there wasn't a lot of movies before to get you yeah, excited true. about it. Um, what do you feel like is going to be some of like the shortcoming? What are, you, what are you most concerned about with this movie? I know you kind of talked about The Flash, but... So, yeah, I mean, characters overall, I'm concerned they're going to do wrong. I'm concerned that the fight scenes are not going to be great. I'm concerned that they're going to rush too much into the, the building of the team, right? Like, they're all going to just come together, and it's going to be weird and awkward. Um, I'm concerned about the fact, and we talked about this before, that this is going to be the shortest um, DC movie yet, and it should be the longest. Yeah. It definitely, definitely should be the longest. I mean, you know, don't I don't I definitely believe they shouldn't make a movie long for the sake of being long, but it would make sense if this movie was longer. Right. Yeah. I just I don't know. All right. Uh, So another concern that the Internet is talking about is Josh Whedon, right? The director of the first two Avengers movies coming in kind of not halfway through i think they were mostly done when he came in and took over i think he mostly took over for reshoots than he did just the shooting of the movie uh, but they did change directors do you think this is gonna gonna change the tone of the movie do you think that because you know it, dc has been trying to set this like more serious and darker and grittier and dramatic tone to their to their superhero movies and everyone has argued like it should be more fun. Do you think that Josh Whedon, who again did the first Avengers movie, which is a very fun movie. Do you think him coming in midway will kind of create like, like tonal imbalances in the movie? Like, will we be able to look and see like, okay, Zack Snyder probably directed this part of the movie. And this was definitely probably Josh Whedon's part of the movie. Yeah. I would definitely say that's, that's a concern. Um, just because he went and he did a lot of reshoots. Um, and you can tell from the previews that there was humor definitely added into this movie. Well, I don't know if it's added. You can tell there's humor in this movie, which is a different tone than we've seen in the previous movies. Um, so it's going to be weird if there's like not a well balance between the super serious and the joking. It could, you could, you might be able to yeah. see the differences in directors. For sure, for basically sure. what I'm saying. Do you think Stephen Wolf was a good choice for the for this villain? Yeah, I mean, as I was saying earlier, I do just for the fact that they can go any route with this character, and it's not going to be like a huge deal. Like fans aren't real fans aren't going to be super disappointed um, if they don't portray Stephen Wolf in a certain way. Yeah, you're right. I, I 
Yeah, I agree with that. You know, they whether or not they did it on purpose, I think they made a good choice in choosing that villain because again, nobody really, nobody really knows about him. So, you know, it's it's a good point. Uh, here's another thing. So, we 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 talked about it, right? It's it seems to be more based on the New Fifty Two now, as a comic book series. The New 52 was not very well received. A lot of comic book fans didn't really like the New 52. I mean, we got a really good Batman run out of it. But other than that, everybody seemed to not like it. And it seems to have been the shortest run, like, big DC event in, like, their history. So do you think that they seem to be drawing more inspiration from the New 52? Do you think that 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 could be a problem? Or do you think that, you know, it, it'll be fine? It's tough to say. Um, I think that could that could have already been a problem that they've been experiencing, right? Um, just in the fact that they made, they made Superman a little bit more of a prick. I don't think that was super well-received, and I think that was inspiration from the New 52. Um, but, I mean, other than that, I don't know if their their big mistakes were necessarily because of inspiration from the New Fifty Two. I mean, other than Superman being a prick, you know what I mean? Like the the Superman versus Batman, their mistakes I don't think were from New Fifty Two mistakes. The garbage movie of Suicide Squad was not from Fifty Two mistakes. True. You man, you really hate that movie. <laughs> Golly. It's like the more yeah. I think about it, I probably should sit down and rewatch it. You should. But the more Maybe I think I should about it, like, it the more reason. We should watch it together, and then you could show me why it's good, and I'll show you why it's bad. And maybe yeah, I don't we'll know. record it, and then our fans can get an idea of you yeah. know, why we think it's terrible and why we think it's good. Here's my, here's my concern with that. I feel like it's going to start one way and very drastically shift to one side. Yeah, because the movie started good and then went to shit. Yeah. So now let me let me ask you a question here. All right, shoot. So, if we want to do a little comparison between Marvel and DC, how do you think this movie is gonna compare, or which do you think is gonna do better, this Justice League movie or the first Avengers movie? I look. I would want this movie to do better because again, this the Justice League is is what I grew up with, right? And I know I say that a lot, but it's true. Because again, I didn't I didn't read comic books growing up. I I grew up watching the superhero cartoons. I was really into it, but it, there was no comics around where I was, so it's just I didn't grow up reading them. Um, so in all in all in all aspects, this would be the movie I'm more excited for. But you know, the Avengers. I want to say before the first Avengers movie, they did you know they did the first Iron Man, they did the first Captain America, they did the first Thor. And it was just, was it those three? They did they do Iron Man 2? Yeah, Iron I mean, Man I'm pretty two. sure we had they like did the four. First, um, Hulk, if you count that. But it was a yeah, so te- yeah, I mean, technically that was in it. So, I mean, you know, they did like four or five movies before we got the first Avengers movie, right? So the buildup felt worth it. Like it felt earned. And when we got there, it was like, holy shit like this is happening like i remember sitting in that theater thinking to myself like that that iconic scene from the movie that they play repeatedly where they all 
like the camera pans around them and they all kind of circle up and they're all doing their thing and Black Widow, you know, loads her gun and Captain America has his shield, Thor twists his hammer, the Hulk yells and Iron Man lowers down. It's like, like I remember seeing that scene and thinking to myself like, I can't believe I'm watching something like this. Like this is, this is insane. Like this is ridiculous to, to be seeing this. You know what I mean? in such glory and it was like like wow that's what really what really got it for me so i want to get that same effect from the justice league movie but i i just feel like we're not because like it doesn't feel earned to me like seeing them come together doesn't doesn't feel like it just feels rushed like it just feels like we've had three movies and now we're at justice league and it's like you know, and not only that, but we had literally like three somewhat origin stories crammed into one movie. And it's like, you know, and, and there's still so many questions about the universe. You know what I mean? Like there's still so many different things. Like, so it's just, do I think this is going to do better than the first Avengers? No, I don't, I don't think it will be. Do I think it's going to be a better movie than the first Avengers? No, probably not. Do I think it should be? Yes. Do I think it should do better than the first Avengers? Yes. Will it? Probably not. So, I don't know, man. Let me ask you this. Do you think this movie would be better if the universe started with a Justice League movie versus starting with a Superman and a Superman vs. Batman and a Wonder Woman movie? Because I've actually... Over the years, because I mean, that's something people are excited about is like, oh, I wish they would do a Justice League movie. Like, I've heard several people say that over the years, and now we're finally geared towards it. And I've had several people say that they would love to see a Justice League movie and skip the origins. That's just a lot of people know it, have the team exist already, because a lot of people don't want to watch that build up. They just want to get to it and see the action start. So, do you think if they went that route, like, there's a team that exists already and they didn't do any origins do you think this would be better i think i think it could be yeah because then that way if they did it that way at least we would all of the excitement would be there right there wouldn't be cautious cautious optimism there would just be straight up hype that's all it would be because Especially for like the real fans, like me and you, you know, well, not not real fans in the sense that people who don't read comic books aren't real fans, but just like people who have read the comic books or group watching a TV show like that would be like, we're getting it. It's happening. And they could have even took the approach of like the animated movie we've been talking about, DC, or Justice League War, where it's like, it's the origin of the team coming together, but we already know these characters. Like, it's just kind of like, this is how they all kind of like they all been around doing their own thing. This is kind of they all kind of this is how they all kind of fell into each other's lap. Like and even in the, in the movie, like they each are kind of aware of each other. Like Green Lantern's heard of of Batman and Superman, and he already knows the Flash. And the Flash has heard legends of Batman, but didn't realize he was real. And you know, Batman's been doing research on Superman, but is still like ah maybe I should avoid him for right now because I don't know how to stop him yet you know, if he becomes a threat. So if they went that route, I think that could have been cool too. It probably would have made for a really long movie, but 
it could have been cool. But you're right. I think the as as an audience, we're kind of we're kind of like the whole origin story thing is kind of played out. We're kind of we're kind of over it, unless it's some of the more obscure characters, you know, like Doctor Strange or whoever. But like on big superheroes like this, I I think we could have deal without the the origin story. I think we could have went straight into it. Like the movie could have literally started with we see the team together taking down like a smaller villain and this could have been them fighting dark side like something that they've never faced before like too powerful a being that they they can't just take it down with with you know team coordination and combo moves like it's going to take more than that something that really pushes their limits as a team and as individuals i think that could have been really cool yeah I think uh, I think you made a really good point that it would have been really well done if they did it like um, the comic book or the the move Justice League War where the characters existed and you saw them come together. Um, I think uh, honestly, a lot of people think it would be cool if it just started and they're a team together. I think they would feel a little awkward personally. Um, but yeah, and as far as Justice League or Avengers, which you know which is gonna do better, or which you know. I agree with you. It's, it has to be Avengers, just because the buildup was better towards the Avengers. Oh, definitely. Like, like you would be super pumped already because the movies before it were already great. True. All right, uh, a couple smaller things. Do you? So from the trailers, what do you what do you think of like the color tones? Do you like that they're still? Because for some reason. They're they're dead set on making all these movies look dark, right? Just just a lot of nighttime shooting or just darker tones. We get a lot of red in this one. Do you do you particularly like that? No. Um, to elaborate a little bit. So I mean, so we talked about in our other our Batman the animated series episode. Something that was cool about it is the fact that it was you know um, drawn on black and they put the color onto it, right? And that was cool. And it almost feels like this movie's doing that too. Like you, they're trying to make it a very dark-looking movie. And I'm not necessarily against that, but I mean, there's points where like things are almost like hard to see and stuff, and that's not cool. And then the whole like red tone they got going on, I just feel like it looks stupid. <laughs> All right. Like every time I see that, I'm like, oh god, what are they yeah. doing? And then I'm wondering, is that their goal to try to make it look like? I mean, that could be Apocalypse, or that's, you know, um, Steppenwolf and the Parademons making Earth begin to look like Apocalypse, and that's what the red tone is. Because a lot of times when you see Apocalypse, like in the animated series, was a, it was like a red background. Right. Um, so I don't know if that's what they're going for, but I mean, I, when I see it in the previews, I just sit there and I'm like, that doesn't even look good. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I'm not a... I'm not a huge fan of that either. I mean, I guess, you know, the big bad villain comes in and, like, darks out the sky. I I, I could see that, but it's just, like, like it, it almost seems like the whole BVS movie was shot completely in the dark. So it's just kind of like, we've kind of had enough of that. You know what I mean? And hopefully, maybe they'll use this as an opportunity that when they bring back Superman, maybe he'll bring back, I mean, this will sound corny, but... Superman will bring back the sunshine, like figuratively and literally like bring back some sunshine. You know what I mean? Like 
when he comes back. So that would be nice. Um, with so from the trailers, I realized that the, in the trailers we've seen a lot of action stuff, but we haven't seen much actual substance of the movie, and that's it's a good thing. Right, we we kind of talked about they've been doing a really good job of not giving too much away, you know, kind of really keeping keeping the keeping the secrets and kind of, you know, yeah, not giving too much away really. Um, but does that concern you a little bit? That like, are you worried at all? Like, we haven't seen much substance of the movie. We've only really seen action, and since it being so. Sh- it's not a short movie, but it's the shortest. And we've seen the long movies that just drawn out. They just maybe a little too much. Just too extra stuff. Stuff that could have been trimmed up. Do you think maybe the shorter length and the less we're seeing in the trailer, maybe it'll make for tighter, kind of more concise dialogue and substance? What, what do you think about that? What are your thoughts? You know, it worries me a little bit. Because while I want a movie with a lot of action... Um, a movie with just action is also not like the right thing to do. No, not at all. Um, and I could see this. I mean, I could see them going with a very basic storyline. Um, where I mean, it's just like you know, aliens invade. We need a team to fight them. We're the team to fight them. We fight them. We defeat them, and you know, roll credits. And if that's what they do, I mean, it's gonna be kind of disappointing. Um, I mean, they do have the whole Superman thing, which would lead me to think that there's more, you know, dialogue, more story to it, because we're going to have to see him come back, figure out how that happens. All right, Sean, I guess that's the episode for this week. Let them know where they can reach us. They can reach us at CloseCallsPod, either at Gmail, they can do Twitter, Uh and they can do Facebook. There it is. Yep. That's CloseCallsPod at Facebook, Twitter, or gmail email us in tweet at us facebook posts however you feel whatever's easier for you to reach the show all right well i guess we'll talk to you guys next week bye bye